What's going on, everybody? We're back with a highly anticipated episode of the Questionable for Sunday podcast. I think my co-host needs to wake up a little bit here. Connor, what's going on, man? Yo, yo, what's up, Eric? How you doing, dude? Uh, yeah, you know, another week of fantasy down the drain, another week of disappointment for my team. And uh, as usual, Eric trolls me and invites on the guy who beat me this weekend on the podcast. Yeah, we got a special guest. Hey, Mac, welcome to the show, man. What's up, Amec? Hey, what up, guys? First off, I finally got a, a team name, so you're welcome, Connor. I like it. Um, and second of all, uh, it's great to be with you guys. Now, first of all, like, do you want to plug anything? You want to give any shout-outs before we get started? <laughs> Shout-out to Ho, as usual. Um, he's 0-2 right now, I think, but he's. we'll talk about the matches, but I think he'll, he'll bounce back, I think. But shout-out to Ho. Shout-out Ho. As always. Uh you know, I think me and my co-host got some stuff to get to right off the bat. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the Discord yesterday, but, uh, you know, it got pretty popping, I would say. It got pretty popping, huh? Is that, yeah, is as, that the, as the young the terminology kids, as the, we're young, gonna use? as the kids would say this these days. Um, well, you, you play Fortnite, so you'd know. Exactly. Um, you know, I like to hear. I like to get you know give both sides of the story a chance to shine. So, Connor, why don't you walk us through your side of uh, kind of what went on yesterday? Uh, no, actually, um, I uh, when I bought my car down in Arizona, I was reading all these articles about how to negotiate for a used car, and you never want to be the guy who says the number first. So, Eric, you can go ahead and okay. go first. All right, perfect. So, so yesterday, I, you know, as always, I. Uh, and you know, deep in the fantasy deep dives that while I'm at work, and uh, as you know, as always, I'm I'm looking for trades. So um, I'm scouring the rosters, looking at the league, seeing who we, who I can maybe make a deal with. And I come across uh, my co-host roster here, Connor, and I see he uh, has James White as his RB two. Obviously, not the best predicament to be in. I agree. But, uh, uh, Just the guy who has five <laughs> Patriots players. <laughs> Uh, Raheem Mostert obviously suffered an injury. It looks like he's going to be out this week and potentially multiple weeks, but we'll have to see. And uh, his Are backup. you walking us through your thought process as you're assessing his team? Is that what you're doing here, Eric? A little bit, a little bit here. So, um, so you, oh, let's oh, just be, let's oh, put oh, things okay. in perspective. I'll give a clip you're, you're, version. You're, you're going through my roster, which, by the way, is the second highest scoring team in the league. So you're going through that second highest scoring team. What's your thought process? I see, like, you know, there's obviously a glaring hole at RB2. This is a similar theme. You know, I think last year you started a season it's genetic. With, with Gio Bernard as your RB2, but we don't need to dive into that. Let's not um, repeat those old mistakes. But yeah, Raheem Mostert was the RB2. He's out this week. Tevin Coleman, his backup, he's out. And, and you know, who do I have sitting on my bench? Uh, none, other, none other than Jarek McKinnon. Obviously, Andrew, you're familiar as a 49ers fan. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, the next guy in line there. So I think, you know, hey, maybe Connor will be interested in Jarek McKinnon. He could, uh, you know, fill in on this week, be a better upgrade than James White. Sounds fair. Sounds and fair. Uh, give him some yeah, insurance. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I was, I was scouring the league for a trade offer this week. I hit up so many people. I was looking at everyone's roster saying, hey, who has someone that they could move, that they'd be willing to move for a price that I could match, you know? And I, I think I probably hit up like seven people. So, yeah, I mean – all good intentions from the start, right? So you slid into his so, DM. Yeah, so I oh, him. fuck yeah, I did, dude. The first offer I sent him. And just like usual, I got turned down. 
Okay, <laughs> Connor never never messaged me about a trade. We'll just get that set forward. But the first no, off- because you messaged me, you fucking vulture like. Going around, you see my dead ass carcass. You're like, ooh, okay. <laughs> I'm clearly looking for like a one to two week fill in at, at my RB2 spot. Now, it's not a big deal. We have three wide receivers and two flexes. You immediately at the gate go, like, yo, man, what, what can I get for DeAndre Hopkins? It's like, oh, bro, that was the day one before. Wide receiver, dude? Really? That's who you're oh. going to go after right <laughs> out of the gate? All right, that was the day before. We're not even going to talk about that because that's not really super relevant. That was a feeler. These were no, 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 no. It's all part of a process, my friend. But okay, go ahead. It's all you. So I, I send out an offer to Connor, Jarek McKinnon for Cam Akers. So I'm thinking, hey, maybe Connor, he's off, he's off the Cam Akers train. Things haven't been going super well no, for him. He no, got hurt. Okay. You, no, maybe no, he'll, no, and he's like, I need dude, that insurance no. for Raheem Hoster. I want Jarek McKinnon. You know, obviously, I would say it's a better deal for me. I like the upside of Cam Akers versus Jarek McKinnon. But obviously, I would say it's a better deal for wanted me. Wanted to okay. assess the situation, so I threw the offer out there. Didn't seem like Connor was super interested. He said, seems pretty fair, but I think I, I don't remember your exact response, but didn't sound yeah, like you were why super interested. give exact responses when you can just pretend to be me and <laughs> slander me with fake information? I, I think I've slandered it all so far. What do you think, Andrew? I was going to say, I mean, as much as Joe will love listening to this and probably turn him on, can we, let's, let's, what's the conclusion here? Okay. Uh, let me, wait, let me, okay. You know what, Eric? You're, you're, I mean, you you're, didn't want to tell your side of the story. I yeah, gave you yeah. the opportunity. You, you're, you're struggling. I know. I thought you could fly, dude. Guess not. So first of all, this is the problem with trading with Eric. First, he offers me a fake trade. He offers me yep. a trade he will not Been actually there. do Been to there. fuck with me. All right. He yep. offered me uh, Austin Eckler and Joe Mixon for DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, that he starts off with a fake trade. Second thing he does is he lowballs you. He goes, okay, okay, sorry about. No, I'm not actually gonna do the trade I just offered you in good sure, faith. Sure, I'm actually yeah. gonna lowball the shit out of you yep. and take Cam Akers or Crowder for McKinnon. Total lowball. The third thing you do, I take your offer seriously. I decline. I send a counter offer, and then you accost me for my counter offer <laughs> and say it's trash. You say I'm retarded. You say I'm dumb. Never, basically, it's I never my said fault. You're retarded or dumb. You basically say it's my fault that I'm not making this trade. Like, dude, you're so dumb. Like, how could you not do this? And then the last thing you say is that I just don't get it, and that you know it's a me problem. So I think we've all been there. I think we have. Hey, Mac, have you been there before? I definitely have. Uh, Joe, put on your pants, please. Um, so. <laughs> I definitely have, and I could even go back in the, in the text message uh, archives. And, and Eric, you know, has done that to me before too. And I, you know, it's great to hear that somebody else, Connor, has mm-hmm. gotten this sort of treatment from Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, we shouldn't expect anything less, but it just it just shows what type of like GM he is. Um, he thinks he knows everything, and he thinks he's right about everything. But clearly, I mean, I'm the second person. There's probably more in our league that will agree that Eric tries to lowball everybody, and then when the deal doesn't happen. He just reverts to, "Hey, you're an idiot. You don't actually know anything about fancy football." Yeah, it's exactly. Like, all, right. all right. First of all, I just want to address a few of the concern, the points brought up. Connor, you mentioned there were no points. It was you just mentioned that. the op- just the offer for Hopkins, right? I I said I offered Eckler and John Taylor. That was because you said I asked about Hopkins if he'd be interested in trading him, and you said he's off the table. Well. No player should ever be off the table because you haven't even heard the offer yet. So that's why I made the fake <laughs> offer. And right, right, and then af- and then you offered me that offer, and I was like, really? Question mark. And I clearly knew it was fake. And then after like 
uh, two more texts. You send me this ominous text like, don't you ever tell me someone's off the table as like some type of mediocre threat from uh, like a, like a burned down accountant, dude. I don't even know what that was. I started laughing. Okay. It's ridiculous. But anyways, you sent me this mediocre offer for Jerick McKinnon in return after I made you two fair offers and you castized me for how okay, shitty is my trade offers. After you, after you attacked me for the offers that I made, and you offered Alexander Madison for Jerick McKinnon. So Connor, why did you think that was a fair offer? Because I know that you pay fifty dollars uh, a month for Fantasy Pros, and Jarek McKinnon is the Fantasy Pros rest of season RB forty eight, and Alexander Madison is the Fantasy Pros rest of season RB forty four. And if you think about it, one of them is a backup. For a guy who has injury concerns, who has shown that he can actually be productive. And the other guy is the third string guy who already himself has injury concerns and is only going to be really playable for one to two weeks. You have a premier handcuff, right, with a with a ceiling of a RB1 versus a guy who's a one to two week flyer uh, who can't actually stay healthy, who's been injured the last two years. I mean, I don't even think that's that crazy of an offer. What do you think, AMAC? Oh, sorry. Sleep there. It was really boring conversation there. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyways, so okay. speaking of trades, I think yeah. we had that big trade actually today. Go. Through. Okay. Yeah, let's talk about before, that. No, no, no. Before. Okay. This is terrible. Anyways, we'll talk about this after the podcast because I have stuff to back it up to show. You have stuff to point. back it up. All right. Well, we'll just cut this shit from the podcast anyway. Uh, what was the next fucking thing we we're supposed to talk Did about? Somebody get Joe a tissue. <laughs> uh, week two oh, recap. So obviously week two went down in the books. Uh, two of the people on this podcast were winners. Um, one was a loser. I'll let you guys guess who that was. But let's get into what happened in week two of the season here. Um, looking at our matchups here. Uh, why don't we start with two of the people involved right off the bat? That was uh, oh, Connor and, a and AMAC here. Uh, AMAC with a thrilling victory, 147.7 to 134.3. Aaron Jones, 43.6 points. Cam Newton with 34.5. I mean, Andrew, you just had to be ecstatic with, with your team here. Yeah, a lot of hate from Connor, um, obviously, in the opening pod about my, my draft <laughs> philosophy. I think I got a C minus rating, or was it a C? Nonetheless, it was a trash rating, um, which I disagree with, and, and I was happy to get this victory uh, to show that my team is actually better than his. Um, obviously, my strategy, one of my strategies, is to to ride the Patriots and have an explosive offense, and and hopefully, you know, Newton to to Edelman or to the the was it named Harry guy. Um, that's just my strategy, and it worked out this week, so I was happy to see that. Um, you know, Connor was trying to attack and say that that was, you know, I have like the whole Patriots team. Well, duh, it's my, it's one of my top three strategies for this year. So um, I'm willing to, to uh, ride or die with that, with that. And so I was happy to get the, the victory. Connor, um, how sad were you? I mean, you had rugs going in the Monday night football game. Um, and, you know, they really happened him up pregame saying that they were going to go long him all game. So I was hoping he wouldn't go off and have like a 60 yard touchdown. Um, what were you thinking going to that Monday night game? And, and kind of oh, I knew I had no hope. I, I, I knew I had absolutely zero hope going into the Monday night game, to be completely honest with you. And like a fucking fool, I actually watched – I started watching the game. I was like, I have zero hope. I have zero hope. And then yeah. 
at one point, Derek Carr literally, I think that's what you were alluding to, threw a potential like 60-yard touchdown bomb to yep. Ruggs in the first quarter, I want to say. And it was an incompletion. And I almost threw a, like literally created a hole in my apartment with my fist. And then I turned off the game. I was like, I've lost. I've lost. And what did I know? I lost. It's crazy. I got to say, though, man, you, your team played really well. Um, you know, it's uh, my team is still pretty solid, so I'm not really too concerned. You had uh, Aaron Jones with 43 points and Cam Newton with 34. So, I mean, that's just, that's a lot of puntos you're throwing up there. Uh, it just sucks to lose when your opponent plays a defense that gets minus six and a tight end that does nothing. Yeah, Aaron Jones. I mean, we all know he's going to have those at least one or two of those crazy weeks because he had that last year. Um, he's also going to have a weeks of you know having five points. So, um, just part of the risk reward with him, and and I'm willing to to take that. Do you eat any of your words, Connor, in terms of your original assessment of my squad, or are you still standing by that? Uh, no, no. See, like this is no, no. I still stand by my assessment. I will say that um, I I, I actually gra- I looked, I pulled it up. I graded you as the worst draft. Uh, I believe. <laughs> Um, I don't think it may, you know, maybe you're, maybe that was a little bit of, uh, you know, maybe it won't be the worst team at the end of the season. Um, and it's pretty clear that I underestimated Cam Newton and the Patriots offense a hundred percent. Um, that assessment when you're looking at the team, did you just like totally miss Curtis's team or? No, 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 I did not actually. I believe he was 11. So you might've, you might've jumped Curtis's team, not going to lie. Um, so congratulations to you. That's a very uh, small victory for you. Um, I do want to mention, though, how uh, literally at 8.30 uh, Monday, I wonder what is happening at 8.30, you sent me three emojis of a crying face. <laughs> just want to point that out, you know, just. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, like like the good sportsman I am, I said GG because that's how it is. You got to take the, the good with the bad. Um, but no, man, I mean, yeah, your team went off and, uh, you know, I was on the other end of it. However, you know, it's a long season. We got a lot of games ahead of us. This is just a single data point. Um, so I'm not really, you know, I still think your, your draft wasn't that great. Eric, I think, um, Connor and I were both, um, top scorers last week. Are you buying both of our teams being able to consistently, um, sort of compete at that 140, 150 a week point level? Uh, I mean, I don't know how many teams are going to be competing at 140, 150 a week, but uh, as, as far as playoff hopes, I would say I'm. Uh, I, I feel like you guys are right on the cusp of making the playoffs potentially. I don't know if I'm buying or selling. Maybe I'm just kind of uh, uh, just checking. Just, uh, you know, I'm holding still for now for a few weeks yeah, before okay. I make my final decision here. But <laughs> fair, fair I, enough. I think um, you guys are right on the edge. Point, point of order, um, AMAC, you just said that yours and my team were high scores week one and week two. Uh, last week, you scored 99.7 points for third lowest. Just no, to put I, things... meant, I meant in week two. You're, oh, you mean week two? Team. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I heard yeah. last two weeks. My bad. Oh, so, okay. I see. Okay. But uh, quickly, okay. Uh, Connor, are buying and selling on your team and AMAC's team, what are we doing? Um, I mean, what's the price? What are we talking here? As far as making the playoffs, uh, being a playoff team right, right now, after two weeks, we're uh, we're drawing huge conclusions here. Well, everyone knows who's been well. Everyone who's been listening to the podcast for at least the last three weeks knows that whatever I say on the podcast, the opposite will come true. Essentially, for some reason, all my hot takes this year have been garbage. So uh, I'm going to ignore the fact that I'm cursed. I'm going to go with my heart, um, ignoring all the stats. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm a I'm a playoff team. And no, AMAC is not a playoff team. 
AMAC, uh, I'm assuming you're maybe going to go with the opposite here. I think Connor will somehow sneak his way in. I don't know how, but he, he'll make it. And, and certainly, I believe my team will make it. Um, feeling good. Uh, we got some trades, some trade talks in the works. And I think my team's just going to get better. So definitely, I think I have a shot to, to make a playoff. So Connor, I'll be back on the pod uh, later this year, and uh, hopefully, uh, we'll be talking about how I'm making the playoffs, and you'll have to eat your words then. I like it. All right. All right, looking at our next matchup here, it was definitely a crazy week when Connor loses and Chris gets a victory. That's right. You heard it rewrite. Chris got a victory, 137.2 to 123.1 over Hovey. Uh Chris makes some hor- a horrible roster decision starting Leonard Fournette, but it somehow works out for him. Fournette scores 25.6. Dak drops 39.8. And the crazy come from behind victory. <laughs> and Chris pulls off a victory. Uh I feel like I got to go to you, Connor. What do you, what do you, what are you thinking when you see the scoreboard here? Um, I mean, it's part for the course. Uh, I mean, it's kind of stinking. I think he's going to lose Cortland Sutton for a little bit of time. But Curtis, uh, sorry, Chris had a really good draft, man. He's got a, a pretty all, a solid all-around team. I really like Dak Prescott this year. I actually have him in a couple other leagues, putting down 39.8 points, doing a, a shit ton of work. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Leonard Fournette had a good day, and uh, you know, maybe that's a shocker to some people, but it wasn't a shocker to Chris. Apparently, he's fucking Chris Stradamus making these decisions, and uh, I want to see it keep rolling. Unfortunately, that means, though, that my predictions for his team in the future will be wrong because, like, as everyone knows, I always predict Chris to lose. Yeah, Hovey with another solid week, but takes it takes it L. Um, Patrick Mahomes, 27.4. Travis Kelsey with another solid day, 19.5. Um, but wasn't quite enough. Emmanuel Sanders wasn't able to do much of anything for him on Monday night, and uh, and he falls to 0-2. I'm still buying Hovey's team as a playoff team. I think he's like fourth or fifth in points. Um, six. Even, six, even though he's 0-2. I feel he's like, tied, actually, with you in points. I feel like he's right there in, in contention, and, and I'm selling Chris as a playoff team. Shout out to Hove. Shout out Hove. Uh, looking at our next matchup here, we have Joe taking on Curtis. This is a, a pretty mediocre matchup as far as scores, but uh, Joe... Luckily, gets the victory, 115.7 to 77.8. Um, that is, you did hear that right, 77.8. We are starting uh, 10 players or whatever it is, and Curtis scored 77.8 points. Hard to do, but he did it. Um, Joe improves to 2-0 despite being the 11th highest scoring team in the league this season. Um, if I don't know how you couldn't believe Joe Luck is a thing at this point, um, but this season has just kept on proving it as far as injuries to people he's facing and uh the point totals he's been facing against but uh uh tyler higby for joe with the big day three touchdowns uh looking at let's look at our highest score here jerry with 166.6 points to jordan's 127.2 i mean jerry seems just looking like a powerhouse again he he doubles what Curtis scored and, and more, 166.6 points with the big night from Kamari on Monday, 33.9, and that's even with the zero from Will Fuller. He puts up that many points. I mean, I mean, what are you guys thinking about Jerry's team so far coming off a championship season and starting 2-0 and with two dominating performances? You know, usually in this league that uh, there's like the hangover after the championship. I feel like Jerry just has the hair of the dog and I mean, he's powering through and his team is still nasty. Yeah, I think it's the hair. Exactly. It's probably the hair. Jerry, Jerry um, can't look bad when he when he's looking so good. 
actually, the one I will say that Jerry can look bad. It's possible if you take a look at the uh, cartoon that from the <laughs> EEIG poster. I got to be honest, man. That's probably the worst picture I've ever seen of Jerry. <laughs> I mean, I maybe it's just because we're so used to him being like the the Legolas of the league that I see him as like a normal human, and I'm very confused. Uh, maybe that's what he was going for when uh, he talked to the person in China who did it for like seven dollars. <laughs> And uh, looking at our next matchup here, one co-host of the podcast did get a victory this week. That's me, 147.2 to 118.7 over Spencer. Matt, Matty uh, chin straps with another big day, 28.4 points. Darren Waller, the huge day on Monday night, 22.3. And uh, I bounced back from a horrible week one with a nice performance in week two here. Spencer had the huge Thursday night games, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, uh, combining for 48.9 points, but his only other double-digit scores were Marvin Jones with 10 and Kyler Murray with a big day with 32, but it uh, wasn't quite enough. Uh, last but not least, we have our game of the week here. That was Ben taking on Tristan. Um, this one didn't quite live up to the bill, but Ben is the victor. 118.1 to 109.9. Josh Allen with a monster day at QB, 34.4 points. Uh, Josh Allen leading the league in passing, pretty crazy. Zeke with another nice day, 19. Deontay Johnson bounces back from a little bit of a rough week one with 19. And Ben improves to 2-0 and there. I do want to make a uh, just a reminder to those of you who do listen to the podcast that last week, actually, I made a correct prediction, and I said that this is going to be the closest game of the week, and I was right on that. Unfortunately, I thought Tristan was going to take the W, and uh, I was sorely mistaken. So looking at our week two predictions, they were not too pretty, Connor. I was two and four. You were one and five. Uh, obviously, a week to forget there, but we're moving on from week two now. Let's take a look at the free agent acquisitions this week, and it was a busy one, super busy. Obviously, a ton of injuries occurred over last weekend. Um, some huge names gone down. Uh, Saquon and, and McCaffrey uh, both go down. Saquon out for the season. McCaffrey out four to six weeks, and some potential backups. Uh, in play there to pick up uh, Connor you were you made the biggest splash this week going $135 for Mike Davis who will be the starting running back here in Carolina uh, talk us through what you were kind of thinking as you made your bid and and how you kind of decided on the number and then when you saw that you earned Davis this morning what was your reaction uh, it's yeah it was uh, you know I knew I needed to make a splash I saw that there were a couple running backs that uh, were serviceable, and like you mentioned earlier, uh, I needed a second running back. When it comes to Davis versus Dion, I'm actually I think I'm higher on Dion than a lot of other people, so that's that was reflected in my um, offer. I put uh, a 131 bid for Dion, which would also got him, but uh, across the board, it seemed like everyone said that Davis was the right play. Hard to tell. One thing I like about Mike Davis is that he actually caught eight balls last game too. So he's going to be active in the the pass catching role for the Panthers offense, which is going to be great uh, when McCaffrey's out. Basically, just going to slide right in. And uh, I mean, I've, I watched him when he played on the Seahawks. I know he was on the, the Bears for a bit. He's a pretty decent player. And uh, to be honest, man, the fact that we added a uh, a starting position, uh, but we didn't actually get rid of a bench spot, means that the free agent pool is uh, quite shallow to say the least. So after missing out on a couple guys I wanted last week, I decided that I was going to make sure or, you know, do it, uh, you know, make sure as much as I could 
to actually get the guys that I want. So I said, you know what, 135 seems like a lot. I think people were going to shy away from going like 180, 170. That seemed a little unrealistic for the situation. Um, I thought that it was probably going to be close, but I felt like 135 was a slight overpay, but I'd probably get him. Um, and that's kind of what happened. Yeah, the next highest bid there was Spencer, who bid 115. So not like 135 was a crazy bid. Um, McCaffrey, it sounds like the reports are saying he's going to be out four to six weeks. Seems like he's kind of taking that as a challenge to get back sooner. But um, with like, a, I think he has a high ankle sprain with that kind of injury. I feel like rushing back, not really the move. Yeah, and they're not going to win the Super Bowl this year, so no. might as well sit. Our second highest bid this week went to Hovey. He picked up Dion Lewis for ninety dollars. Um, next highest bid there is sixty. Lewis um, still a little unclear what his role will be with the Giants. He was pretty active last week when Saquon went down. It sounds like the Giants are going to sign Devonta Freeman, so mm -hmm. it seems like he'll probably be the first and second down back, with Lewis being more of the pass catcher. Um, but it'll, we'll have to see, at least for this weekend, I would assume Freeman's probably not going to play, so Lewis will be pretty involved. Uh, AMAC, you were the third highest bidder for as far as a player award this week. Dallas tight end Dalton Schultz goes to you for $75. Uh, his next highest bid was 11 uh, Tell us, what, what were you thinking when you were thinking about acquiring Schultz? You make the bid, you, you earned him this morning. What's going through your mind? Scare money don't make no money. We talked about that last season. Um, I had no idea. I thought folks would uh, in the league they would uh, bed for him. So, uh, you know, I was just trying to put a number out there that I, that uh, felt confident in. Um, I thought certainly people would be up there at least in the 30, 40, 50 range. So, um, just trying to stack my team here early on. It's kind of my strategy, um, and try to get you know get some put some wins together. So with Kittle kind of. Uh, being hurt last week, I just wanted some insurance at the tight end level, and obviously, um, if I need him for flex as well, I'm more than happy to play two tight end. So, um, just with the the starting Dallas uh, tight end going out, um, and and the numbers that he put up last week in their comeback versus Atlanta, you know, I just felt like, hey, he's going to start getting the ball from Dak, and um, you know, like I said, scare money don't make no money. I'm not going to hold those dollars at the end of the year and um, pick up somebody then. So, wanted to spend it now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he, he got 10 targets last week, caught nine of them for 88 yards and a touchdown. I mean, that's basically wide receiver one points. Um, I think it was a, a really solid pickup by you, man. I, I don't really – I know that, uh, you know, it was $59 in the next highest bid. But like you said, I, I, I was actually a little shocked that not more people bid on Dalton Schultz. I, I actually had a $10 bid, which was third highest. But I thought that people would be a little bit more active, especially for a tight end, which is, a, a, you know, there's a lot of scarcity at that position. Yeah, I was just yeah. going to say I was a little surprised, too. I mean, $75 is a little high, but like you said, like he was the guy you wanted, so you went after him. Uh, yeah. Goddard the week before went for 45 I believe. Mm -hmm. I feel like, uh, you know, Goddard's just a two tight end. Obviously, he plays a lot, and if, if Ertz were to go down, Goddard would be like almost a top five tight end, but Schultz is already the guy as a starter. He showed this week, Connor mentioned his stats already, that, you know, he's going to be pretty involved. Obviously, you know, I'm not expecting Dallas to score in the 40s every week, but I feel like there's a lot of targets to go around there. So it's a solid pickup, and especially in our league, like you said, with two flex. Um, sometimes, you know, having multiple tight ends on your team isn't isn't the worst. Mm -hmm. uh, looking at some of the other pickups here, uh, Zach Pascal went to Chris for 16 bucks. AMAC also picked up Jared Goff for 15 uh, I went for the lame Gallman for 11. 
Coldsty went to Tristan for five, and he also picked up Mitch Trubisky, JD McKissick for two, Adam Humphreys for two. Lots of lots of low bids here, but overall is a super active active waiver wire week, and I, I think that's pretty expected uh, given the amount of injuries. Moving on here, we want to hand out an award. We, we, we talked about in the very first podcast about handing out some awards. So this week I wanted to hand out, we want to hand out the Mike Carey Award. And that's for the good call of the week. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you guys all know about Mike Carey. Savant NFL veteran ref. You know, as, as a TV analyst ref, his calls weren't so great. But, but on the field, you always know he was making the right call. Uh, Connor, I'll start with you. What was your good call of the week? I thought I thought Mike Carey was the announcer for the Cubs for like 30 years and was always that, that's Harry Carey. Harry Carey. Okay, gotcha. Um, well, what was my good call of the week? Would you say? Yeah. Oh, you know, I gotta go with my boy, uh, Chris, dude, calling out Leonard Fournette, putting him in the flex spot just to add some behind the scenes. Um, I did actually text him and say, hey, like, I don't know if you listened to the podcast, but we kind of railed on you a little bit because, <laughs> to be honest, what I've realized recently is that, I mean, I like to rail on Chris because he's one of my boys, but because I do that in a public forum that is the Questionable for Sunday podcast, it kind of tends to, like, seed into the the uh, ambiance or the culture of the league. And I feel a little bad because, you know, it's almost like he's the punching bag. You know, he really doesn't deserve it as much as some of the other people in our league. And so I wanted to make sure that he was aware, and I knew that he was going on a backpacking trip. Um, and he texted me back basically telling me, A, to go fuck myself, B... <laughs> He's going to leave mid just to spite everyone, which I thought was hilarious. And uh, to be honest, it worked out for him. So I got to give my uh, my Mike Carey call of the week to Chris Smart. I, I got actually got a couple I wanted to give out. My first one is to Tristan for his pickup of Devonta Freeman on Monday night. So he had Hunter Renfro playing on Monday night. So he was able to drop Hunter Renfro and pick up Devonta Freeman. And now... For, and pick him up for zero dollars which now is looking like a steal i think if devonta freeman would have been on the waiver wires he probably would have fetched more than mike davis went for um, considering his role potentially with the giants and uh, i think that's a great call he was able to pick him up for zero i also want to give a great call of the week to hovey shout out hove he mentioned on the discord that he liked when connor was talking about some of the gambling aspects on the comments and one of the podcasts and he wanted to to add a gambling channel to the discord and i feel like the the gambling channel was pretty popping on sunday kind of got everyone engaged that was that was a great call by hill hey mac are you a gambler when it comes to sports betting huge gamble uh we're filming this right now during the miami boston game um so got some bets on miami for sure huge gambler all right, Amac, uh, send us off with your with your good call of the week. Yeah, I'd like to give a, a good call to to Ben Hazari. Um, his quarterback selection uh, via the draft. I don't know if he made trades early on. Russell, Aaron, starting Josh Allen last week. Um, I don't know if there was. Uh, I think you were hating on him getting three quarterbacks. I believe too, right, Eric? And so, um, shout out to him for for getting those guys because you can go wrong in in, in choice in terms of starting any of those guys, especially this season, Josh, you know, I think leading the league in, in the yards um, from the line of scrimmage in terms of throwing Russell doing his thing, trying to make an MVP push. And then Aaron Rodgers, uh, not letting people forget he's in the league. So um, shout out to Ben for uh, picking up those three quarterbacks. And um, I think that kind of really helped him uh, get, get his win last week and off to a good start. 
All right, all deserving winners of the good of the Mike Carey Award there. So uh, congrats to our winners. We did have one trade go down today before the podcast uh, involving myself and Jordan. I sent Keenan Allen, Devontae Parker, Michael Pittman, and Lame Gallman to Jordan for Tyree Kill and Duke Johnson. Um, I guess to give a little insight as far as my side of it, uh, wide receiver was obviously a weakness on my team. I didn't have really a true number one guy. Uh, I was kind of thinking that I was going to have to give up one of my running backs to upgrade at receiver, but I was able to make a deal where I didn't have to give up any, either of my three running backs to to get a you know potential top three top four receiver and Tyree Kill, so I was happy to make the deal, and I think Jordan's just looking to add some additional depth to his team. Uh, hey, Mac, what did you think of that deal where uh, Eric basically sends... Well, I look at that deal, I see like it's basically a three-for-one. Keenan Allen, Devontae Parker, Michael Pitt Jr. for Tyree Kill. Hey, Mac, what do you think of that? Yeah, you guys are the experts. All I saw was Tyree Kill getting, getting uh, traded, and I was astonished. Did you go into Jordan's computer and log in and, and force him to do this trade, Eric? Or did he do this willingly? Uh, you know, like Connor was trying to say earlier, did I just come out with all these uh, garbage trade offers? And, then, you know, he's not even really willing to negotiate with me. Uh, a Jordan, a, re- a reasonable fantasy owner, you know, we had back and forth conversations about, you know, what we were thinking of the offers and, and we're able to come, come together for a deal. So it, it was great to see. Nice. Uh, did you first open with a fake trade offer? Uh, no, not for this one. Oh, you didn't. Okay, and then did you lowball them afterwards? Uh, I don't know. You got oh, So a little different methods, I see. Okay, so maybe there's a maybe there's a reason why you and Jordan were able to come out with a reasonable trade, but me and you weren't. Hmm. All right, but uh, that's that's all for for week two here. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I gotta I gotta say something about this trade. I uh, this is gonna be my hot take of the week, I, Eric. I think you lost this trade. Okay, uh, would you like to explain why? Absolutely. Um, I think that with the emergence, uh, unfortunately due to a pierced lung, of Justin Herbert in uh, with the Chargers, I think that Keenan Allen is going to actually have a good couple weeks right here. I really like Devontae Parker. He was started going off at the very end of last week. Michael Pittman Jr. Um, with uh, Paris Campbell going down is going to be a lot, uh, a lot of value right there. Um, and to be honest, the fact that we have Three wide receivers and two flex spots. I think that depth in this league is going to be really important. I think that, you know, yeah, obviously Tyreek Hill is a top wide receiver, but I think you gave up a little bit too much depth. And I like Keenan Allen going forward. So I think that Jordan won the trade. I, you know, I think what your criticism could be fair. I think uh, it may be too early to anoint like Keenan Allen as his top receiver after we've only seen Herbert play for one week. Um, but, you know, obviously I could be wrong. It'd be interesting to see. I just thought, you know, I had the ability to lock in. Uh, top three receivers my lineup um, without having to give up either of my running backs who I would all consider in like the top 15 of their position uh, so it was a deal that I just wanted to pounce on I, you know I think you're underestimating Duke Johnson a little bit he's banged up early didn't really get a chance to show much in his first game play but I think he'll be a you know if 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 everything went to shit he'd be a, a viable uh, flex play for me if if if, if I needed him uh, looking at our week three here we got a breakdown break down our matchups here and uh let's start with our with my co-host here he's taking on uh, our first place team the 2-0 and or oh, sorry behind jerry in total points but one of our 2-0 and squads that's been uh connor give us your give us your thoughts 
Yeah, this one's going to be tough, boys. Uh, you know, with Raheem Mostert going down, uh, it's going to be uh, – I was a little bit concerned this week, to say the minimum, about my running back situation. And I have a lot of solid running backs on my bench. The, you know, the problem, though, is that they have a lot of long-term value, but not a lot of short-term value. It's going to be hard to play Cam Akers or Alexander Madison this week. Uh, James White, um, I was trying to hit up by my boy Amac. Because I know he, he loves all the Patriots offensive players being like, yo, man, how, how did they use uh, James White week one? I got I got zero information on that. And, of course, he was out week two against the Seahawks, unfortunately. I think he lost his dad in a car accident. Um, I like my team, though. I think it's pretty solid. Um, unfortunately, I'm get, getting a little bit of benefit from the injury of others. Sterling Shepard just got put on IR. I think that's going to really – uh, help out uh, Darius Slayton and I uh, you know I got Mike Davis I think he's going to be also a very solid uh, running back to play I, I really like my team this week and so obviously uh, as I do every week I'm going to predict a victory for most love digs uh, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Ben in this one I'm going on the opposite here uh, Mike D- Davis was obviously a, a big pickup for you uh, I think you know he, he could play a huge key here as far as the success of your team if, if he has a huge week I think you could see yourself right on the way to victory, but uh, a dud from him might really cost you in that RB2 position. I just think Ben's team is just more solid across the board. Uh, I like his, his receivers. Deontay Johnson's kind of really emerging as, you know, kind of a borderline top 20 guy. Uh, so I just really like his team. I'm going with Ben. Hey, Mac, who do you got in this one? You got to break the tie. I've got Ben as well, actually. Sorry, Connor. Um, I think I already mentioned earlier, I really like his quarterback play. He's got a lot of options. He's He's got, I think, Russ starting right now. We'll see who he ends up going with um, at kickoff time. But I think all around he's got a got a solid roster, Bills defense. My wife's a huge Bills fan, Bills Mafia. Shout out to them. Um, and honestly, just, again, just kind of being sent a spite, uh, given Connor's um, feeling about my team, I can't. Um, you know, stand behind him and, and think he's going to win. So shout out to Ben, the gear you get the win. Um, that'd be 0-2 in the last two weeks for, for Connor there, me and then you. So I think we got it. I, I respect the spite. One thing I do have to say is that uh, Eric just said that he likes Ben's wide receivers more than mine. I have four wide receivers who, who are in the top 14 in scoring. Ben only has one. So it'd be nice to back up these hot takes with stats, Eric. I mean, if we if if the games are decided uh, on what you did last week, you know, maybe your team would be pretty solid. But that's not quite how fantasy football works. But let's move on to our next matchup here. We got. Wait uh, a second, I got a question for you. Who scored more points last week, me or Ben? Uh, you did, but uh, are oh, you guys... so so if, so if it was decided by last week, I'd be just fine. Once again, Eric's hot takes not backed by stats. <laughs> letting everyone know all right look at our next matchup here uh, Jesus. We, got, we got myself taking on tristan a couple of battles of one on uh one and one teams uh i'm going with myself in this one uh connor i'd like to hear your thoughts i'd like to hear my thoughts you know everyone knows that i uh, i took tristan last week to win uh, and that really bought me in the ass. I got to take Eric. Sorry, little bit of escorts. I'm really looking forward to this uh, potential diss track that you may have recorded and we're maybe, uh, you know, playing later on the podcast. But uh, I think Eric, you know, I did just mention, I think Jordan won the trade. However, I think that the trade made Eric's team better. And Eric already had a very solid team. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, a tough road for Tristan this weekend. All right, A-Mac rounded out. Is it a sweep? Yeah, McCaffrey going out obviously doesn't help. Um, um... Mm-hmm. Zach Moss. Yeah, that's all I got to say. So I got Eric. 
All right, looking at our Bills next. Mafia, dude. <laughs> yeah. Next matchup here. Uh, we got Jerry taking on Spencer. Uh, Jerry 2-0, Spencer 1-1. Um, Amac, who do you like in this one? Huge upset here, actually. I think Spencer's going to get Jerry um, and his nice hair. Um, Kyler Murray, I mean, he's been explosive so far this year. He's trying to make an MVP push. Um, Cleveland, you know, kind of like their offense. Um, a little concerned about Sean Jackson. I mean, you know, Bobani Jones, the ESPN character, used to say about some guys, he's still in the league. Can't believe Deshaun's still in the league here. But, um, you know, so maybe Spencer will get a, a, a trade in before uh, kickoff there. But I think Spencer's going to upset Jerry, uh, Jerry and um, take this, take the victory this week. Damn, big, big upset pick there from Amac Connor, what are you thinking? I got to say, Amac, I love the size of your balls tonight, but I'm going with Jerry. <laughs> Jerry's team is so nasty. I mean, honestly, Jerry hit me up slide into my dms because if you want to just trade my like team straight up i would totally be down yeah i'm going with jerry too i mean josh jacobs super solid alvin kamara i mean connor you always talk about phil rivers's noodle arm i mean drew Brees might have the biggest noodle arm in the nfl and he's just dumping it down to kamara all the time so when, even when kamara's not rushing it he's still getting the ball having those guys as your top two running backs hard to beat calvin ridley the number one receiver in the league I mean, James Robinson, where where did Jerry pull these guys out of the hat? I mean, James Robinson, he, I think he got for a dollar. He's looking like a Four dollars for James Robinson, yeah. two dollars for John New Smith. Once again, Jerry showing that he's probably the best drafter in the league. Like, even if Will Ford scores a zero again, I think I still might like Jerry in this matchup. Uh, looking at Yeah, uh, Spencer, hit me up, man. It seems like you need uh, some help. Sorry, you know, starting to Sean. So hit me up, man. I might be able to help you out with, some, with the receiver, too. Um, I only draft white receivers, as you all know. Um, so it's going to be a white guy, but uh, I can help you out, man. Question for you, actually. How did you allow Adam Humphreys to, to go through your grasp and make it to free agency? I mean, did you try to put up a bid for him at the last second and it, all of a sudden you went with someone else? Must have been a mistake. Maybe did you lose network connection? Too many. I mean, yeah. Too I, much I money know. on Dalton Schultz. He's like, he's on one white, another white tight end. You've got like, a long man. season here, Connor, is all I got to say. So just, uh, yeah, keep keep a watch out for all my receivers uh, heading in you know next couple of weeks and you'll see the profile of them for sure all right looking at our next one here we got joe the the luckiest 2-0 team in the league taking on chris or no excuse me jordan 0-2 fresh off the trade with me uh connor who you taking um you know i gotta be honest uh joe you've been very lucky the past two weeks uh, I'm not I, the biggest fan of your team, uh, but I think that your team will outplay Jordan's team. I'm going to go with Joe. I like Gardner Minshew this week a lot. I think Antonio Gibson is actually going to be – it was kind of interesting during the auction draft where you had a lot of these like these running backs, who, these rookie running backs who we didn't know how they're going to do. Maybe they're in a, a situation where they already have some competition, but they were going for like you know between 50 or maybe 10 to 20 bucks – Gibson was right in, in that line, and actually, he's actually looking great. Um, so I really like him this week. I also like Tyler Lockett. I'm going with Joe. Andrew, who are you taking? I've got Jordan here uh, in an upset. I think he'll get a, a win this week. He's got obviously trying to get, uh, you know, play through the Pittsburgh offense with Ben, James, and, and Juju on his squad. Um, so I think they'll have an explosive week. Um you know, you got Keenan from you, which uh, I think, Connor, you said you liked that earlier, right? So, mm-hmm. 
I'll piggyback off of that. Um, yeah, I just think Jordan's going to get the victory I, somehow, some way. He'll he'll get it done. You can't go down 0 three. Come on, Jordan. Yeah, come on. You know, you know, on, on the show sheet, I, I put Joe as a winner, but I'm going to switch it up. I'm going with the upset as well. I'm taking Jordan. Uh, he had some, you know, kind of additional depth through his lineup through the trade. I like Josh Kelly as a flex play, and I, I think the Joe Luck runs out this week, and, and Jordan takes the victory. Uh, we've got a couple more matchups to preview here. Let's look at our, our guest matchup here. AMAC, who Newton's Law, the new team name, taking on Chris Long, DK Johnson's. Another battle of two one-on-one teams. AMAC, I'll give you the floor first. Who are you taking? Yeah, I'll take my squad. Um, picked up the Browns this week. I had minus six, as Connor mentioned earlier, from Dallas last week. So I had to pick up the Browns. They're playing Washington. Um, I think they should be all right and, and hopefully yield positive points there. Um, you know, I feel good about my other players, a couple of questionable guys. So we'll see who I end up starting. But, um, you know, I got a plenty of white guy wide receivers on my bench to, to fill in if AJ or Dell or, or somebody else doesn't um, end up suiting up. Um, in terms of Chris's squad, um, you know, David Johnson, I think he might be uh, solid this week. Um, DK, I mean, always scared of him. Anybody who's matched up, you know, linking up with, with Russell, DK has always seems to catch those long balls. Um, so he could be a, a scary guy to play against this week. And obviously Fournette coming up his, his big week last week is another guy that uh, hopefully doesn't get the same uh, amount of success that he had last week. So, you know, all in all, it's, you know, it's Chris got a, he's got a solid squad. It should be close. Um, I'm projected to win by about eight eight points or so right now. Um, so it should be fairly close, but I think I'll end up squeaking it out at the end. Connor, who are you taking? I have to go with McCory on this one. I mean, I have been saying that Chris has a very solid team. Um, and I think, you know, obviously last week he, his team showed up, which you love to see. But I think McCory has, also has a decent team. And, uh, you know, out of just – pure frustration about my loss last week i have to imagine that if my team is the best team in the league mccory's is the second best therefore i think mccory's gonna win this week i'm going opposite here i'm going chris i think uh, i really like his lineup going this week especially uh you know who knows what chris is doing right now backpacking through some mountains he's currently got kenny galday on his bench it sounds like he's gonna play so uh um maybe not for you andrew uh, you're hoping, maybe not hoping he puts him into his lineup. That would be a, an upgrade there. And looking at AMAX lineup, lot, lots of questionables across the board. You know, AJ Brown, who knows about him? George Kittle could potentially be out another week. Uh, those would be two pretty big losses. So I think I'm going with Chris. And uh, looking at our last matchup here, we got Hovey taking on Curtis, a matchup oh. of two 0 2 teams. Uh, dare we call this the, the game of the week? Um, yeah, absolutely. Look at that projected total. Uh, a four-point swing, according to ESPN. So, yeah, Curtis actually projected 120.2 points. The Hobies won 19.1. Connor, who do you like? Gosh, this is uh, this is going to be tough, you know. Um, I think that, uh, unfortunately for Curtis, it's it might not be his fantasy year. Uh, I've got to go with Hobie. Uh, Hobie's got a, a really solid team. I think I'll, playing Deion Lewis this week, is going to be great. I think the Giants are going to be behind the, uh, the Niners a lot, even with the Niners injuries. Uh, I like Jerry Judy this week a lot, too. It seems like him and Driscoll are, are connecting a little bit more. So uh, I'm going to go with Hobie. Hey, Mac, who are you taking? Someone has to win, right? 
Um, you know, we got an 0-2 matchup here. Um, you know, shout out to Hove. Uh, he's trying his hardest. He's got a solid squad. Um, I like him winning this week, and, and Kerr's going to 0-3. Uh, the Patrick Mahomes to Kelsey um, combo, I think that's going to be well for them. Um, this week on Monday Night Football, bright lights, Mahomes going to show out. Um, Adam Thielen, you know, he's, he's one of my core uh, receivers that I've always, you know, always like on my squad. So I'll be reaching out, Hobie, um, to, to maybe entice you to – engage in the trade talks for him he'll just add um to my to my uh to my white squad my receiver squad um but yeah I like hobie here um own two teams so somebody's gonna win let's see hobie going to one and two and um you know maybe get hot and, and make a turn here early on in the season yeah I'm, this is a clean sweep across the board i think hobie wins this one i don't think it's as close as the projections say either just looking at some of hobie's matchups derrick Henry against minnesota mike evans versus denver I know. I even like you look at like Jerry Judy with Cortland Sutton going out. I think he could see an increase there. CD Lamb's been a solid pickup as well. And uh, my boy Daryl Henderson with a big game last week for the Rams. Uh, maybe he can keep that going. Curtis, I mean, just looking at some of his starters, Frank Gore, Traquan Smith. I mean, obviously with Mike Thomas out, that's a pretty big hit. But uh, I just don't think he really has it going for him this season. Uh, and you know that does it for the week three previews we got one more highly anticipated thing we want to end on here we got a, a new diss track um, from Lil Bidet Squirts Tristan on the mic uh, dropping a diss track uh, so here it is okay yeah yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here we go down in the town. I'm so lit. Chris is the one to blame for that hit. Got the San Diego flame that's pushing me higher. But my eyes are closed and tighter in this world that's on fire. I traveled the world with Chris to pimp out my visa. But his ladyboys would show up on the shores of Ibiza. Monday to Sunday, he's a man on the move. Watch out for him, though, because his dick could be in you. He's hiking to HK, but it ain't overseas. Tugging on every dog till it barks. I poppy, give Chris a break, though. He had a decent mock. But if he had it his way, Erickson would be gargling his cock. Maybe Chris will surprise us and put his squad to work finally shut Eric up the one who whispers when he squirts enjoy the trip hippie your world is about to change look twice before you cross AMAC running the train okay okay sit down Chris pussy ass bitch damn some hot some hot words there from Tristan uh, <laughs> 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 Solid ending right there. Holy goodness. <laughs> a, a, great, fire. a great way to end the podcast. Another another hot track from Tristan. AMAC with this shout out. <laughs> and yeah, all right. I mean, what better way to do it? I mean, Tristan, he's just, you know, he's taking multiple steps ahead. He already knows who's going to be a guest, apparently, on the pod. Our guest, AMAC, is a nice shout out. Andrew, thanks for coming on the podcast, being a special guest with us tonight. Always appreciated. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. This is fun. And uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Questionable for Sunday. We'll we'll catch you guys next week after uh, after week three. Talk to you guys later. Shout out to Hove. <laughs>